This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Idell, and today's episode is with my beautiful wife, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. Hello, sweetheart. Hi, baby. Today, I want to talk about why men and women can't be friends. Now, this is something that you and I don't see eye to eye on necessarily. Not always. I mean, I think that there are some instances that it might be okay for men and women to be friends, but you look at it at a very different way than I do. Yes. I look at it like a man with male genitalia. It's going to be way different. Like, just call it what it is. If I'm friends with a woman from where I sit, it's for one of, I guess I can say three reasons. One, if I had a kid with her, yeah. right, I would have to remain friends with her. Yep. By the nature of that, though, I would have wanted to and then been proven to sleep with her. <laughs> yes. Right? A child would mean that that had to happen at least once. Correct. I could be friends with someone going forward because I'm thinking about trying to sleep with them or kind of plotting, planning, wanting to see how they look without clothes on. Mm-hmm. Or the third variable is they have bags full of money that are associated with propelling my success and I have to be friends with them. Oh, okay. That's it. That's all there is on my side. Okay. So like, you've never just been friends with a woman to get their point of view on things? No. Or how they like how women's mind works no or to get advice for a potential girlfriend from a girl like a girl that's an actual just friend no no okay well i mean guys I, i'll direct it right to you and i'll even say women screw it this doesn't matter i don't love the hierarchy of having num- numeric systems to put value on attractiveness right but i don't know how to quantitate this without saying it that way I don't care what number you view yourself as. Let's just let's just imagine whoever's listening. If you're listening right now, you're guaranteed to be a nine or a ten. That's right. All, all I us. all I hear is varsity blues in my head with that guy, the big fat one, like ten. She's a fucking ten. That's yes. all I can hear when you say that. The teacher that was older, <laughs> that was a stripper. I yes, love that movie. Yeah, of course you know that. Of course, because it's a stripper. And she's older. <laughs> it's, she's it's, older. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Dark hair, fake tits. I mean, the whole thing. Oh, I mean, she, she fits man. The, the, like, the, put the rubber stamp on that Motherfucking one. Motherfucking tin. I'm taking her home. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, if, if we're all nines or tens, and you see someone, that the, the way that your eyes perceive their attractive level is a five. Not judging people, but if that's the way that your eyes are reflecting back their image into your mind. And You're not sexually attracted to them. Yeah, you just aren't going to go up and talk to them. Like, I don't care what their fucking opinion is. Oh, man. No, it's like, we. I need to say this out loud. <laughs> I don't. What is, so what, she's going to tell me how women think? Well, I'm going to guess that the way the five, a five thinks is, is not, not the like way a ten. a ten. I got you. Okay, so she has some friends that are tens, right? Because girls run in packs and we all oh, have different Oh, yeah, there's levels. always the ugly friend. Well, and I, I hate to even say that, right? Because truly, this isn't even me pontificating a situation. There are a million flavors of ice cream and a million different people eat them. Yeah. Like what I find to be beautiful, you, someone else could look at and say, look, she's too too slender. She doesn't have enough of an ass. She's too opinionated. Like name something, right? Like perception is your reality. Mm-hmm. You get super offended, right? Like you're, you're literally like almost grumpy at the fact that I said that someone could find you not to be attractive. No, I'm not grumpy at that at all. <laughs> you just have I, a- I have a I have a weird thing about my weight right now when people talk about my weight because – I have lost a significant amount of weight because of my health stuff. And so I don't, I've always looked strong and not skinny. And right now I look skinny. So when somebody comments about how I look skinny, it gets under my skin and makes me feel a little bit insecure for a second because I can't help it. I'm working on it. But I hate looking skinny and not strong. And what's wild is. So we'll just move on from that. (laughs) No, I'm going to poke at you for a second. When I first met you, you didn't look strong. Yeah. You weighed. About as much as you do now, maybe yeah, even I less. Did, no, I yeah, I might have weighed a little bit less, but I was also like extremely unhappy in my home life, very stressed out, f- like going through separation, divorce, that whole thing. Like it was the the stress on my body just my body just drops weight instantly when it's under stress, like instant. Perhaps as you're listening, that means I'm going to get served paperwork. That I'm not <laughs> no, aware not of, at all. No, based no, off no, of no, last no. week's episode. No, no, this is a totally different deal here. This was an actual health issue, not a mental stress deal. Okay, all right. <laughs> but I say all that around the fact that we all have what we find to be attractive, and so what is a ten to me might not be a ten to you. Right. I get it. But if there's that girl that's running in the pack. 
that does not seem to have the same external viewpoint that I'm trying to receive, I don't find her as attractive. The only reason I'm going to be friends with her is to try to get closer to the women that I think are attractive. I don't even really care what she has to say. I, I mean, I'm fascinated right now. I don't know how you're fascinated. Like, I, at some point, some guy has to stand up and just own this stuff. Like, so uh, you're going to talk to the five and befriend her ish to get close to the 10 or so, just so for the introduction? That would have been the old school. That would have been the uh, weak, watered down version of what I would have thought in my early 20s would need to happen to f- uh, get to the 10. I got you. Okay. I would have thought, okay, I'm in the gym, most likely. There's a flock of, a, a flock of seagulls over there <laughs> <laughs> and a flock of birds, and I'm trying to go over and, and, and grab one or two to take home. Got you. Not at the same time. I was never into that. I mean, not the same time in the same instance. I obviously was a piece of shit and had multiple girls in different. <laughs> I was like, just gonna say, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah, I want to make sure you're all I, about I, the same time. I, I got you. I want to quali- qualify that the right way. And so I would have thought, okay, I'm not attractive enough, strong enough, confident enough in my own self. Don't have enough money. I can't go talk to the one that I think is a ten. Like I'm gonna look at her. I'm gonna think about it. But I know if I go talk to the six. Six and a half. She really can't tell me to go fuck myself because I'm at least at her level. <laughs> and if, as long as I'm nice to her, as long as I can make her laugh a little bit, play the game the right way, get her to smile, not be too flirtatious because I don't want her to get the wrong idea, just nice enough, then I know when I leave that group, there'll be a little buzz of like, hey, this guy, he's not too bad. Like, he made me laugh. His name's Ryan. We should get together with him. That's what I'm hoping for. Now I see all the flaws in that. Like at this point, yeah, that's current, not really how that goes down. But yeah, I got it. Well, yeah, my current stand uh, stance and how I would view the world. And if you're listening and single, and you want to find, you want to go up and talk to the girl that you imagine being with. You take two minutes, two hours, two days, two months to get your own shit right. Yeah, like you figure out where your power comes from. You figure out where your confidence comes from. You figure out where your humor comes from. You just get you right. And then you walk right up to the girl that's a 10, you extend your hand and you introduce yourself and there's no sort of game or slick thing that has to go on. You don't have to DM her a million things or show her your penis. Like you don't have to do any of that stuff. No. And women respond to that much better. I would much rather have a man come up to me and say, hi, my name is Joe Schmo. I think you're attractive or beautiful or doesn't have to, because that's usually what happens. But that doesn't work either. Hold on. Let me finish. Or they say like, "Hi, even I'm, Kurt shaking I'm, his head I'm no." Jo- that is legit. What I I get all the time. Hi, I'm I'm has, I'm Ben. I think you're gorgeous. Has that ever worked? One no. time in your life. But what has worked is like, "Hi, my name is Ben, and you know I have noticed you a couple times. I I would like to get to know you. What's your name? Or I'd like to take you out for a coffee, or just something." Man, that is so weak. Uh, it that, is that better actually than, worked. It does the, work. You went, with, you went out with a Ben that wanted to take you out for a cup of coffee. Have I ever dated a Ben? I don't care I about don't the name. <laughs> a, a, a Ben situation. Some guy has said that to you sometime in the past. It has to be 15 years now. Yeah. Plus, I don't, I don't care who, but has something like that actually worked? Yeah, like I've this- gone to get coffee with somebody that, like, to be honest, I probably wasn't attracted to them. I probably wouldn't have, like, really gone on a date with them. But I was so impressed that they worked up the balls to come up and say something and just be forward and, like, that part was cute. Like it was attractive to, to actually own something and be like, you could see that the guy was like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm doing this, but would say, you know, I would like to take you out for a cup of coffee. Would you join me for a cup of coffee? Like, well, shit. Okay. Like this dude, like I'm not going to smash his soul. He just, he clearly like really got it together to ask me, I'm going to go have a cup of coffee with him. But all the dude wants to do is smash. So I know. And for, I'm not smashing. I'm not false down expectations. for expectations. I mean, <laughs> man. <laughs> the, the, this, this, this episode's not taking a, a sharp left turn, and I love it. I'm in the driver's seat, so I'm pressing the gas pedal. As as this would happen, this becomes sales to me. And I see the world differently now, right? I have nothing to lose. I have a wife. She's yeah. not going anywhere. I'm no. not out trying to pick up chicks. Super easy for me to say this now. The me of certainly five years ago before I met Lindsay and everything prior to that, I admittedly was not secure in myself or had the presence of mind to actually do this. But I should have always done this because now I see that it works. If I walk up to you anywhere, anywhere in the country, I don't care if you're in the gym, I don't care if you're at Kroger, 
grocery store here in Columbus. Grocery store is a big one for getting hit on all the time. I don't care if it's a gas station. Yeah. If I walk up to you, I maintain eye contact. I don't look at your breasts. I don't look at your ass. You don't catch me doing it. I've already done it before I come up to you. We might as well just call that what it is. Man, if you're saying you don't do that, you're fucking lying. Knock it off. Yeah, we know you do anyway. We do. Whether you got them out on display, whether you're concealing them, I'm checking out the merchandise before I buy it. Mm -hmm. Or at least try to pull out my credit card and see if I can afford it. (laughs) But I walk up to you, maintain eye contact, I smile, I extend my hand and say, hello, my name is Ryan and your name is. You have no choice. You're going to tell me your name. Yep. All I have to do is get you to say something and guide you in the conversation. If we're outside of the gas pump, man, it sure is cold out today, isn't it? You're going to be confused, like, yeah, what, why? Then I have to make you laugh. The next progression is to get you to laugh. Every man thinks it's money, cars, status, muscle. Uh -uh. It is humor. It is. Eye contact, directness, confidence, and humor. Mm -hmm. You cannot be that attractive. You cannot have that much money. You cannot have a nice car, a nice job. As long as you're trying, all that shit gets pushed to the side. Yep. Listen to him, gentlemen, because this is true. Make her fucking laugh. And the whole thing of like the the man, I remember when I was young, there was like the pickup artist was a show on VH1. Oh, yeah. Remember that, that guy was super creepy. I, I would never I, like I remember watching that show being like, I would never go out with that dude. And then listening to some of some of his stuff like, holy shit, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Like the neg. Oh, my God. You open with a neg. Yes. But the neg is just to take you get a, a girl of high value that's so used to every person on the planet come up and literally kissing her feet. Like how many times has an attractive woman heard? Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I would love to take you out. You're not original. Yeah. You're not original at all. No. Like. Attractive women hear that all the time. Walking up to a woman, making her laugh, pointing out something that would potentially, and again, I don't like the mental games that can get played here, but if you can establish a small amount of hierarchy based off an insecurity, you got a better shot. Hmm. Like, it's crazy. Like, hi, my name is Ryan, and your name is, you tell me it's Lindsay. Sure it's cold out, isn't it? Yeah. Why why are you saying all this to me, basically? Yeah. And you're at the gas pump. So do you always put the cheapest gas in your car? Like, like all I got to do is get you thinking, like, what? The, like, I'm, I'm diverting the conversation and taking somewhere you don't think it's going. Yep. Then you come back around with a joke, anything. And not some, like, cheesy pickup line of, like, you know, are you tired because you've been running through my mind all day? That shit's also not going to work. <laughs> not for most people. Got to come up with something situational that shows you're aware of the, of the surroundings and what's went on. Come up with anything in the world. Slowly as you walk up to her, glance inside the car and find something in there to make a conversation about. Look inside of her shopping cart. Like, what do you plan on doing with that cucumber? Oh, laugh shit. and smile. <laughs> right? Like, you would laugh. Yep. Well, obviously, you're, you're planning on cooking dinner with it. Like, I already know what it is, but it's a double entendre, the sexual innuendo that you could be doing something inappropriate with that. Yeah, and if I think you're cute and attractive, then I'll laugh at it. If you're, like, a weird dude and creepy, I'll probably tell you to get the fuck away from me. No, let, let's play that out for a second. You yeah. think I'm weird or creepy. You're like, um, I'm, I'm cooking dinner with it. Have I'm a nice day. Like, I'll, I'm a straight bitch about stuff like that. Sure, but you're not going to say have a nice day because I've been around you. You say I'm making dinner with it and you're going to shut down and retreat. You're not, almost no woman gets that direct unless she's truly like at the end of a rope and you shouldn't be there after 30 seconds. Yeah. It's not happening. So uh, you're married. It's also a different thing. Yeah, that's you. true. If you're, if you're single and the guy is not a, atrocious to look at, and he says, what are you doing with that cucumber? And he laughs. And you're like, I'm making a salad, you pervert. Like, I'm eating dinner. Yeah. Man, I get it. So do you, does it sound like your go-to? Like, just keep flowing with the conversation. Like, don't sit there like an idiot, bumbling like, oh, fuck, that line didn't work. <laughs> you have to have something ready. If she says she's making dinner, cool, I got to ask. You're making dinner for yourself or for somebody else? Yep. Making at that point, if she says I'm making dinner for my my boyfriend and I, man, I, I great. He's a truly lucky guy. Have a phenomenal day. My name is Ryan again, by the way. Leave. Yep. Super easy. There'll be a chance. Statistically, fifty five percent of relationships don't end up at the finish line. <laughs> if you play your cards right and you're nice enough and you always say uh, hi to the same person at the same time, you have a higher possibility of ending up with that girl. So you're saying there's a chance every time. But all this goes back into the fact. That men and women cannot be just friends because the men are like me if they're (laughs) honest with themselves. We are. We are sexual creatures. I believe in our genes. It's encoded. I don't care about the Bible or any of that stuff. I truly think if you just took 100 men and lined them up together, you said, okay, you got any chance in the world. You can literally consistently 
scour the earth, eat great food, make a bunch of money, have great relationships so you get bored of them and go find somebody else and you just keep sleeping around forever. I believe 95 of the men would say, I'll take that. <laughs> I believe 5% would be confused like it's a trap that their Ooh, wife planted for man. them so they wouldn't say yes. Right. Every man would say yes. Now, women, on the other hand, you offer that same opportunity. 10% are going to have more of a masculine energy and think that would be a great way to live. The other 90% are like, I don't, that doesn't sound fun to me at all. I'm no, it one sounds guy. terrible to me. I, I raise like a family. my family. Yeah. I want to be at home. It's just different. But because it's so different, everything around how we live our lives is different. But you as a woman, you would say, well, no, men and women can be friends. Yeah, but I, I mean, I see it differently, right? Because I don't have that. I don't size every man up sexually. If, I'm, if I find a man attractive, and the, back in my single days, if I saw a man that I thought was attractive, I would know within 30 seconds of speaking with him whether or not I would want to sit down and have a conversation with him, sleep with him, go on a date with him, something. And if I didn't, then it's like, okay, well, he seems like a nice enough guy, but you know, I don't really need to pursue it. But I would never ignore him if he said hello or, hey, you want to grab a cup, a cup of coffee or something. Then it becomes, for women, it becomes a game to fix them, to help them. You know, you feel bad for them. It's like the little brother syndrome where it's like, you know, he kind of is crushing on you a little bit, but maybe, you know, he's trying to get into a, a new place of power for himself or trying to get a new job or trying to win a different girl or something. And, you know, maybe men play that game where, I, you know, I, I think this girl is cute, but I don't know how to talk to her because they're really trying to, to seduce or talk to the girl they're with. I don't know how you men play that game. But for women, if I don't find you attractive, I'm not going to sleep with you. I don't see you as like that man energy for me. Then I'll befriend you, of course. And it doesn't bother me at all, whether you want to sleep with me or not. But then it becomes like a how can I help you? How can I fix you? How can I how can I make like you have that masculine energy for somebody who will be attracted to you and like give you tips and insider trading on women's mind? That's just messed up. Like, it's not. The, no, you women fuck us all up. <laughs> nope, because I came into this frame in this hypothetical situation. I came in trying to close you. Yeah, but and then I'm you sit around it. and you teach me how to be a better man. And then let's say I listen because I'm still thinking in the back of my mind. All right, if I do all this stuff, then it sounds like I'm going to be up her alley. And then I get to this point where you're like, this is awesome. Like, you've changed so much. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, go fly, little bird. And then I say, great, so can I take you out? And you're like, no. No. As a man, I'm sitting there saying, what in the hell just happened? <laughs> I didn't change. I wanted to hook up with you the whole time. And that's another thing. You've went and spent time with people you didn't imagine sleeping with? Of course. Why? For just what I just said, like to, no, the first meeting, meeting number one, someone oh. asks you out. You don't imagine, like you can't even, like you're like I don't think I'd ever really sleep with this guy. But I'm gonna grab a cup of coffee with him. I'm gonna grab a dinner with him. A cup of coffee's weak. We'll, we'll say dinner or lunch. But I really wouldn't go, like if I didn't find them attractive enough to where I would, because it's all physical when you first meet somebody. I have no idea what their mind track is and how they think or how they postulate things. I have no idea if they can hold conversations. I have no idea what their job is or what their background is or family life, nothing. But I, what I can see is what's physically in front of me, which I either find attractive or I don't. So I'm not going to have a dinner or a lunch with somebody because that's time and effort and money for both parties if I don't find them attractive enough physically to want to spend time with them. Because I can find somebody extremely attractive and I've been on dates where I'm like, this guy is hot. It's going to be great. And then we sit down and have dinner and I'm like, he is stupid. Not happening. And that's instantly like you could be a 10 and you are now a five. So it's and I'm done. knocked it down that much for you. Oh, yeah. I don't, I can't, I don't like stupid, like to not be able to have a conversation with somebody long term or even across a dinner table or it just it has to go somewhere like no humor no um wittiness no banter i'm out how much do you think about how a guy looks like naked when you meet him mm, it's not a huge it's not a huge thing women do check out the hands i do at least look at their hands it's a literally a dick measuring contest i don't think that that particularly matters but it's like a thing so it doesn't matter Mm. Genitalia size is not on the not on your. 
is it top 10, top 5? Oh, man, I really don't want to get into this. we got to get into it. <laughs> this actually matters. This is where the conversation's oh. bouncing to. Ooh. Um, I think that, yes, size does matter. Okay. I think that for me personally, God, this is so inappropriate. My, my parents are going to kill me. Um, I think that probably width is more important to me than length. But how, like... <laughs> I mean, I'm glad you've taken it there. I wasn't looking to go anywhere near that far, but okay. <laughs> I'm way more curious on you meet this is a guy. Where Doug inserts the purple fucking <laughs> eggplant emoji over and some squishy sounds like. like stop. But you meet a guy. Yeah. No, I don't size up like how big he's going to be in his pants. I don't. I don't size. It does. Up. It doesn't. When does that cross your mind? Um. Are you already considering sleeping with them, or is that something that gets you to consider sleeping with them? I probably am already considering sleeping with them. I don't. I've never like looked across the table and be like, man, I really wonder what he looks like naked. Like I can for for men, like we can kind of like women can tell, but for me, I like big dudes, right? So when I saw you, and I'm like, he's gonna look amazing naked because he's got big round muscle bellies, and I think that's hot. Mm-hmm. So I don't like. I can size up a guy that way, like. Does he take care of himself? Same with women. Does he take care of himself? Is he in the gym? Does he, you know, is he tight and put together or is he sloppy? Same thing that men do with women. Yeah, I suppose so. I, I, as I'm sitting here. I mean, that's no different than you looking at a woman and, woman and being like, obviously, what does she look like naked? But how, how big are those tits going to be when I take them out? For sure. Uh. But, <laughs> but I think that way more than, you know, size of uh, size of south of the border. I don't think that, I mean, does that cross a man's mind on what's going on in a woman's pants? Um, is that a thing? I, uh, yeah. A little I mean, bit. I know everybody's different. Everybody's pieces and parts are different. A little bit. But I'd never, I've never heard that before. Like, I wonder what your vagina oh, looks like. <laughs> I'm not taking it there. We don't have to get so specific with the with the vulgarities. This is, a, this is a family show. I said the proper name. Vagina? I said vagina. You did say vagina. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no this is not a thing of, of uh you know knowing how the pieces and parts are aligned down there for me huh. it's more you know manicuring it's more oh, of you okay. know how many miles are on the tires like, oh <laughs> wow there's pieces and parts that i've that how many miles are on the tires that's a interesting way to put it but like you've dated women who've had multiple children yeah does that, does that factor into your miles on the tires there you know the first time i had dated a woman that had kids or seen a woman in less clothing that had children I was super nervous because mm. I'm thinking like I've it's like I'm Lewis and Clark <laughs> exploring oh my exploring uh, a part of the world that's never been seen before I have no idea what's coming <laughs> right like <laughs> that's, that's that's never Jeez. been my life and then I you know the everything the 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 wrapping paper comes off and you realize all the pieces and parts are pretty consistent, hmm. right? Like it's not a, there's not a, it's like you, you have a kid. Yeah, I have a kid. My body looks exactly the same, ex- except for like a little bit of extra skin at the very bottom of my stomach that really, unless you're like looking at me at a certain angle as I'm bending over, you can't really tell. Well, only you know that, like I didn't know you before that. So I won't right. know that as a comparative measure. Right, right, right. No different than anybody that I've dated that had kids. Like I didn't know I mean, know I had an before. almost eight pound baby and I'm a very small person. Yeah. There's another thing too. There's plenty of women that I will say have not had children that have, you know, they should probably be, you know, rotating, balancing, or maybe just putting on some new tires. <laughs> like their, their tires are shot. Oh, shit. There's also plenty of women. That have this is great. <laughs> that have children, that their tires are like brand new. Yeah, like that that part hasn't been unlocked, right? Like, I believe sexual chemistry comes from, especially as a woman's concerned, emotional connections and a true understanding and the feeling of supported and being fulfilled and all those things. That until that really happens and you meet your match there, or someone at least makes you feel like you've met their match, that that part is typically dormant unless you have a massive amount of masculine energy right. present inside of you because you're more subdued and you might not be open to so many things and so there's a chance those women even though they've had children it was more for literally because of how we started our conversation they want to stay at home and raise kids yes it doesn't mean they're just freak nasty (laughs) like it it doesn't mean that at all (laughs) we are entertaining the shit out of kurt today (laughs) today's a a good show i like this show and all stemming from the fact of just men and women can't be friends 
So, I, I mean, I guess from a man's point of view, you cannot be friends. From a women's, woman's point of view, I feel like I could be friends with a man just fine. Now, whether or not he feels like he wants to sleep with me or is looking for something more, I can't speak to that. I will say that if, if I, in the past, have discovered a man to want to have sexual relations with me or some kind of romantic interest, that I cut it off. That it's like, you know, I'm not, I, I think you're wonderful. I'm just not interested in you in that way. So at this moment, how many male friends do you have that you're speaking to on a once a week basis? None. Because I'm married. Like, the only men I speak to regularly are you, my dad, and my brother. Your ex-husband? Uh, my ex-husband. Yes, my ex-husband. And he, okay, he and I are friends, but it's a different, it's a co-parenting friendship. It is not, I'm not calling to catch up with him on how his week was. We speak in pertinence to our daughter. So before you and I got together, mm -hmm. how many men did you have that you were just friends speaking to once a week? Um, two, actually. And how many out of those two men, now that you are with somebody, married, did you realize, in hindsight, would have certainly liked to do the horizontal tango with you? One. One out of the two. What happened to the second one? Um, nothing. Mo nothing. Moved. Moved, like, moved out of state. Has a wife and family and, like, normal person. Not anything that was ever, in, like, just genuinely. And most of these people I met through work. These were, you know, people that were interns and residents in our hospital that just, you go through so much with these people and you're there all the time that you genuinely get to know them and care about them and so you speak to them often and obviously work with them every day that you care about them truly as people because veterinary medicine and, and critical care and specialty medicine is a shit show and like you don't get any sleep you're on call and it's crazy and i see you circle everything circling the drain like you have a genuine bond with all of the people within that kind of a hospital community so like everybody stays in touch for years but how it is with residents and interns they move away and so you're not speaking to them on a daily basis so anymore the person that moved away was he married before he moved away i believe they were engaged there was certainly a like I, I'm, I'm poking and asking these questions yeah i don't know what you're looking for i mean because there was a point where this dude wanted to smash i don't i don't think that's true but okay so you had a you had a guy that you worked with that you spent that much time with you look the way that you look you talk the way that you talk and you expect me to believe that somewhere in the back of his mind, he was the only guy on the history of the planet <laughs> that doesn't think about sleeping with that person. I don't know. I mean, I don't I never looked at it that way because I didn't ever see him as an attractive person or something that I would sleep with. I saw him with as as a smart person that had a relationship that was happy, that was tra doing transition periods in his life and like had a relationship. And I at the time was married myself. I, and I mean, I just don't, it doesn't compute for me. I don't view it that way. I'm not looking at a guy being like, I wonder if he wants to sleep with me unless I want to sleep with him. Then I don't, I don't even think about it. See, that, I my know. friends, as you were listening, <laughs> that is the issue across the board. Yeah, I just don't think about it. Men are speaking to you because they want something. They want paid, they want laid, or maybe they want fed. I'll push that down to number three. You always want fed. Yeah, and I always want paid and laid too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's, that's life. But I know I'm not I'm not the only one. I just might be the only one that's willing to talk about it out loud. Yeah. It's very curious to me, the difference in the way that you would say. We've, yeah. we've had a conversation about this before where you, until I guess I'm poking enough and saying enough things to you, your stance had been up to very recently, like, yeah, we could be friends. Like, men and women could be friends. Yeah. From your side. Right. And I would agree with that. I think if you're a woman listening to this right now, you are running a story in the background because you can certainly separate plutonic friendship from a sexual relationship. Correct. You have women the ability. Can. Yep. Men do not have that ability. We are wired differently. Like, I don't want to sit around on an afternoon. I don't really drink beer, but I'll play the game like I do. Drinking beer, watching football with a bunch of chicks. I don't want to do that. I want to do that with a bunch of guys. Yeah. When I get off work, I want to call and bitch about how the day went to a guy and then talk about how I'm trying to sleep with this chick. 
you don't say that to a girl. And yeah. if you do, it's because you're either trying to postulate and, and or they're your sibling. <laughs> yeah, and you're trying yeah. to you know, add value, like you're trying to establish some sort of hierarchy with somebody else. So you're explaining like how great your day was, and that you're going to go try to sleep with other chicks, seeing if the chick gets like angry, like. Oh yeah, to test her test her jealousy waters. Yeah, see where that I sits. get it. Yeah, so we just, at least for me, like women don't operate that way. Maybe some women with more masculine energy think about stuff like that. But if I don't want to sleep with you then I, you know, I don't think about how you view me. So let's talk about, for a moment, the woman right now listening to the show that is literally saying, it might be you as you're listening. They're full of shit. I have a friend. I have a guy. He's, yeah. he's, he is my, he's just my friend. Yep. And I know a lot of women that have just, you know, guy friends. How do you handle that? How would you say to handle that? Because you think that the guy that they're just friends with, me. hold on, based on what you're saying, the the guy that they're in a friendship with wants to sleep with them. They're interested, which is why they would be hanging around them or involving themselves with them daily. I believe I will answer the question first because you just set it up this way. If I'm giving advice, it's the fact that that man has thought about, is thinking about, or planning on trying to sleep with you. Okay. You might not have any interest. You could even be married, and you could think, like, he's just a nice guy. Right. If you say to him on a Monday, my husband's going out of town Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and you don't have any children, and come Thursday night, you say, I'm just really unhappy in my relationship. My husband and I have been arguing. We've been fighting. I don't know what's going on. On Friday at lunch, you message this guy and say, look, I'd really like to get together with you tonight for dinner. And then after work, you call him and say, look, I'm just super horny. Will you come over and sleep with me? That guy is saying yes. <laughs> Kurt shaking his head. Let it be noted. He is nodding. Yes. <laughs> I know that's a big setup. I know that's a big swing to get there. And yeah, the guy would instantly test the water because, again, if you're a decent caliber person, I certainly was not in my past. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, what do you mean? Like, life's not that bad. I know your husband. I could never do that. The I could never do that is a lie. You're doing it to test the water. You could do it. You've already thought about it. The guy has already thought about it. Huh. 100%. Like, why would a man be a friend with a woman? Especially one that's married. If he's single and has been single. What why? about if, if he's friends with the husband and the... That's a byproduct. Okay. Different conversation. I'm saying... Why would a man be friends with a married woman if he was single and had been single? I get it. You could be, you know, we could play every variable in the, in the equation. Like, you and I are married. We have some friends that are dating. All of a sudden, they break up. Like, it's weird Here's because who's friend. friends with who? Right, right, right. Fuck all that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the man that has been friends with the woman for the past three years that's never had a chick or a little sporadic in and out dating what's the reason for they got to be friends i honestly don't know the answer to that question other than they genuinely like each other i know you, he's looking at me like i'm crazy but like what if he has no interest in in sleeping with her but he's, he, he's lying to somebody and uh, she has no interest in sleeping with him but they just genuinely enjoy each other as friends and human beings is that not possible sure it's possible. It's just not common. I would say in that situation, if the man is deciding to be honest, there was a point where he was hoping with every ounce of his being to sleep with this chick, at least see her without clothes. Time passed, and he got so deep down the rabbit hole, he realized, <laughs> I can never actually sleep with this chick. Then the chick finds a guy, and the chick's happy. And you got to support her because you're friends now, right? You've, yeah. you've built yourself into this you, corner this you, whole time. You painted like, yourself into the friend box. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a good dude. I'm just a friend with you. Like, don't worry about it yet. Yeah. This guy's awesome. I'm happy for you. The whole time you're sitting there with one of those little fucking voodoo dolls at home putting needles that looks <laughs> like the dude. Like you're hoping that his leg falls off so he can't go date this chick. And you're hoping she comes and cries on your shoulder. At some point that doesn't happen and you're still so deep down it. Then, yeah, eventually I believe you can get to the point as a man of being like, all right, that ship has sailed. I'm never going to really ever make this happen. I don't need to completely bail out. But in that situation, I'm not calling the chick every day. Yeah. I'm Fair. Not her once a week. So then the same applies to you with exes, right? If if you 
you obviously, if you're dating somebody, you're sleeping with them majority of the time. Mm-hmm. You break up because for whatever reason you guys didn't line up. Can you be friends with them? No. But friendly. Sure, but why? Like, what does that? What does that mean? Like, what? Like, obviously, I've I've been a, a shithead, so I don't. None of like my. Like, you're exes. not gonna go and have lunch with them. Um, I think if it's old enough and far enough back in the right situation, I could consider it. Me personally. Okay. Even in that, it would be so strange because it didn't work out. Right. Like, there's so much history that had been shared, and whether the history is two months worth of history or two years. You've done things together. You've been together. And I, me, if I'm as a married man, to mm-hmm. me, it would be just not appropriate. As a single guy, if I go have lunch or dinner with that person, I'm certainly hoping to smash again. Ah, okay. 100%. Why wouldn't I? That's like the, that should be the lowest hanging fruit. I've already closed that deal once. <laughs> Even if I'm a jackass, she's wanted to go to lunch or dinner with me, I got a chance again. Man, it's crazy with you, gentlemen. Well, okay. We've discussed it. You, So as we are sharing this with you, as you're listening, this is the second go-round of Lindsay and I recording this episode. Yeah, we had some technical difficulties on the first one last week. It's crazy. We just were not supposed to air that halfway through the mic stop recording, which is nuts because all of us are in one office and the way that we record things is literally another part of the office. We have to, yeah. we being Kurt, we as a... Yeah, we don't do anything. We don't do, Kurt does it We all. just sit here. But <laughs> <laughs> it just something didn't work. And in that... Which is crazy. One of the reviews that I've read, I realize that I say in that too often. So I'm consciously trying to stop doing that. So work with me as I run that through a filter. Last time we tried to record this episode, Lindsay brought up one of her exes. Oh, yeah. Not ex-husband, ex-boyfriend. So I had an ex-boyfriend that I was with for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. But we lived together. And this was before I had been married previously so it was at least 15 years ago 15 plus now and um he now lives in our neighborhood with his wife and three children and i didn't know that until i am outside i don't know when we first moved in probably raking leaves because we moved into the uh we moved into our house fall four years ago so it's probably out raking leaves or getting the mail or something and he drove by and stopped his car and was like oh my gosh, Lindsay, well, like, what, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I, I live here. Like, this is our house. I have a boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. And here's the deal. Because last he had heard from me, I had gotten married. So I hadn't seen him in a very long time. And he lives in our neighborhood. <laughs> so. And I wish I was there to videotape what his response must have been. As you said, I live here with my boyfriend. And he's realizing I literally live five houses down from this chick. And yeah. She's got a boyfriend. She's not married. There's a chance. Except he's married with he three care. kids. Oh, jeez. You know why he doesn't care? Why? You want to tell that? You want to tell everybody? No. Oh, not, now you're waving me off like Aww. we're just not going to go down this path. No, because when we lived together, I found a ring in the drawer, and it was a, a drawer of a spare bedroom, and I wasn't, I was not prepared to say yes if he proposed, so I broke up with him because I didn't want to put someone through getting down on one knee we had never like really discussed the whole marriage thing but apparently he was ready or something I don't know but I I didn't want to have him get down on one knee and ask me to marry him and have to say no like I loved and respected him enough to break up with him knowing that at that moment when I saw that it wasn't a oh my god yes I can't wait until he does it it was a holy shit sinking in my stomach like this isn't right I can't do this and so I didn't want to there was nothing wrong with this person like wonderful human being nothing wrong just in that moment you realize like he wasn't my person and of course I was in my very early 20s and I just wasn't ready so he was expecting to marry me and I broke up with him. <laughs> Move out of the house, do the whole thing. Moved get out married. of the house, got a new apartment by myself, like whole deal. Yeah, get married then, get divorced, come yeah, back so to Columbus from living in Florida. Yeah. Like, a lot of twists and turns. He sees you in the neighborhood. Not more than a handful of weeks later, seems like in my memory, probably making up the time. It's going to serve my story well, so I'm going to stick with it. Go for it, honey. You see him at the gym. Yeah. He the goes gym to that the we, same gym. We, we train at. Yep. And you're there, not with me. Nope, not nope. with you. Somehow, you're there solo. Magic how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. Uh-huh. I want to pull the phone records now. We were, not, <laughs> we were not engaged at that point either, so no ring on my finger, no nothing. No, and I was probably just coming off the backside of being a jackass. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, for you sure. got to put that out there. Um, 
so yeah, she saw me at the gym, asked how life was going, how things were, you know, just general chit chat. What in, happened to my marriage? <laughs> in that moment though, being honest, like I made you last time, when he first looked at you. Yeah, he sized me up for a second. It was not a look of you see your long lost brother that you haven't seen in six months and you look at him like, oh my gosh, it's so nice to see you. It was a look of, oh my gosh, I remember what you look like with no clothes on. I want to <laughs> see it again. Probably. I mean. No, probably. Yes. Own it. Yes. He, he definitely sized me up. And I think that is normal when you see an ex because you're trying to gauge like what, like I haven't seen him in 10 plus years. So you're trying to gauge like did this woman completely fall apart? Like I had, I'd been married. I'd had a baby. I had done all kinds of stuff since I had seen him last. So like he's looking at me to tell whether or not I kept my shit together. Probably. He was also giving me the FMEs. I don't know what FME means. I'm not trying to be dumb. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Kurt, do you know what that means? Kurt's saying no. What does that mean, honey? So I'll, I'll leave the first word out. F. We got that. Me. Me. Eyes. Oh, F he me was eyes. giving you the F, F me eyes. F F FMEs. It Is that wasn't, a thing? It wasn't I've like never a sizing you up. I just made it up. I'm going to run with it. Doug, print that. I want that on my Insta oh, story. Oh, hashtag FME. Hashtag <laughs> FME. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah, he was, though. Sure, he was. It, so sizing up is one thing. Like, to look somebody up and down and see if they fell apart, I get it. Yeah. That's a different look than the way you can convey energy by looking at someone as though you might want to sleep with them with your eyes, as my wife does it across the stable to me right now. <laughs> I always do it to you. It's a very conscious <laughs> decision for especially women. I think you're more aware of it than most men are. Yeah. But men that have played the game are certainly very good at it. Yep. So I guess he did give me the FMEs a little. But I I obviously didn't return the favor. And then I saw him again um, about a month or two before I got married in the cafe. You were in the shower. Oh, it's convenient. And He didn't stick around and say hi, huh? He did not. It's so crazy how that happens. He did not. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but I said, like, you know, I'm getting married in, in six weeks and whatever. And he was like, really? Like, okay, good. Good for you. Blah, blah, blah. So, you know. But there was that instant moment of disappointment. Like I the think ship, so. He was probably bummed about that. The ship that. was sailing. Yeah, Again. not happening. Sorry. I don't know. Maybe I'm the one that got away. You, you very well could be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm sure. I mean, if I had, if that ring that you have on your finger, I had in a box and you found it and then you left. Like, said peace, baby. You would be the one that got away. Yeah. Right? Like, that happens. All these things together just stack up to really show me there's just no way for men and women to be friends. I know. And I, I, I agree with you, I think, on a, on a whole sense. But from a woman's point of view, like, I don't I don't care about being friends with a guy. It doesn't matter to me whether I'm friends with a guy or not. I wouldn't ever spend time with a man that isn't family like that um, unless you were involved type of thing, unless we were both friends with that particular person. Yeah, but the, to me, this is a lot more important to the women that are single right now. Yeah. So, you know... For women that are single that have the male friends that you really think is just truly your friend, I get it. Every situation is is unique and everybody has their own backstory. But somewhere in that, at some point, Ryan is going to tell you that he wanted to or wants to still sleep with you like he's out for a goal. So if you're not attracted to that person, you don't think that you're ever going to be in, in the situation where you're going to have a romantic relationship with that person. Maybe just kindly let them down easy or distance yourself a little so that you're not hurting somebody because that's that's a terrible thing for somebody to waste all of their time if you're not ever going to get there yeah go out on a friday or saturday night with this individual give them a little bit of tr truth serum maybe a little jack daniels maybe <laughs> for me it was jägermeister maybe Ooh. even slip, slip a little tequila in i don't care what your choice is don't get this guy so drunk that he can't speak get him so he's a little happy a little giggly a little <laughs> positive a little boisterous then hit him right between the eyes with When's the last time you thought about sleeping with me? Not if he's thought about sleeping with you, because he can answer that as a no. It's it's the way your mind works. Ask him when the last time he's thought about it. Because then it's a direct answer. It's not a yes or no question. And he's going to have to say, uh, uh, if he stutters in any moment, he's trying to come up with an answer that he doesn't think is going to piss you off based off his chance of either sleeping with you or not. If he says, look, I've never thought about sleeping with you, it's okay. And I have immense respect for every person that's listening. If he says, I have never thought about that, ask him when's the last time he considered sleeping with a man. Oh, that's messed up. It's not messed up. Because there's a high possibility 
That he's gay. Yeah, that baby, he is he's a gay. homosexual man. I love it. Yeah. Oh man, gay best friends as a woman, they are the like the the joy of my life. Different deal. I I can't. I don't know at this point how many gay friends I have. I don't know. We have a few. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll say a lot of acquaintances. Like, it's yeah. c- certainly, I'm saying all that because I don't want this to have any sort of, like, undertone of homosexual. Oh, no, God, no. Like, homophobia. Like, no, it, no, 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 that's no, not no, how no. this is at all. But if a man is truly, and you truly believe in your heart and soul that he never wanted to sleep with you, he never was curious about how you look like naked, he, then there's a good chance he doesn't, doesn't like women because yeah. men aren't wired that way. Fair. Help him progress to the next stage of life. If that's the truth and he's coming out, girl, good for you. Hang on to that because gay husbands are the best ever. Gay husbands? I'm yeah. down with that. Have you, not, have you not heard that? Like, no. That husband's a, that husband's a, a sacred term. <laughs> like I have a husband, but there's like, you know, my gay best friend is, is my gay husband, the guy that's going to go shopping with me and I'll you know, tell me friend. those shoes are, honey, your ass looks horrible in that. Take that dress off. That is not for you. Like all of it. They are the best people on the planet. Homeboy wants to be gay husband. Homeboy can help pay all the horse husband, bills, husband, husband type, <laughs> type bills. We're gonna use the husband term. He better put pony up his, his his wallet. Oh, I love that. So we've went round and round with this. What conversation. are we really gonna call this episode? There's been so many things. I can't believe I said stuff about penises. Why? That's so inappropriate. It is, but you talk about penises at least once a day. To you. Really, not everybody. Your penis. This episode will last in infamy. <laughs> you, you, as you're listening, can refer back to this for the rest of your life and realize how many times my wife said penis. <laughs> I, I always use the proper term, though, because it's classy. <laughs> yes, talking about the length and girth Shh. of a penis is no, hush. incredibly classy. Hush, 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 hush. You asked. I'm just being truthful. That's what women think about. I mean, no different than you saying how big boobs are when they're going to come out. always thinking about Ra- Rack and City. Rack City. Rack City. Rack City and nipple placement. And and size. And I mean, size. It's not just, nipple size. Oh man, here we oh, go. <laughs> we were just about to wrap this up, and we got to we got to take a sharp right and press the gas pedal again. <laughs> Boobs. I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm a, I'm a gigantic, both figuratively and literally, <laughs> fake boob fan. Oh, Love the it. bigger the fake boobs, the better for him. To a certain point. To a certain point, There's right, a right, right, right. Point for me. If they look like they're going to pop naturally on their chest, like it's not, it's not happening for him. Not my thing, but it's it's more than just women. If you're curious about getting implants done, at least from my male perspective, if you're doing it for reasons that put you in power, great. I'm not going to debate back and forth if you should get them or not. I'm saying if you do, it's more than just how many CCs you get. It is. I mean, I have I have breast implants. I've had them for going on my fifth year now, and it was upgrade time. <laughs> Christmas. Ryan right wants to upgrade. <laughs> And it's more because I breastfed my daughter and I went from a C cup until like just barely a B cup and I had no breast tissue left. And I was just like, this is not my body anymore. I don't recognize this. I don't feel comfortable this way. And so I got implants and I have loved every second of them, as has my husband. I I most certainly have. (laughs) But having seen, viewed, been around a tremendous amount of fake breasts in my life. (laughs) It's way more than just the size. Yeah. It's So break it down. So you have the overall size and shape. You have the profile. Oh, profile, yep. Yeah, like if I personally don't enjoy a ton of space between fake breasts. Mm-hmm. Like I think if my opinion, just mine, if you're going to pay 5 to 10,000 dollars to have cosmetic surgery done, why would you do that in a way to make yourself look as close to natural as possible? Yeah. Like you don't have to go over the top. Like we don't have to go thousands of cc's and like you topple over forward if you don't like hold yourself back with bungee cords yeah not pushing anywhere near that but why wouldn't you want to fill in the spaces right and i get it women just as men like i'm touching my own chest right now there's parts of in between my chest and my clavicle that i don't have any tissue like i physically can feel my my chest bone not gonna be able to get implants to really touch there no but when you do the thing where you they're like six inches apart and they're fake, and then you're still using bras and stuff to smash them together and create that cleavage, it's super curious to me. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it, it's anatomically, though, some women are just like that. Like, every chest layout is different. 100%, but with the fact of how breast implants are now created between mm-hmm. teardrops and high profile and ultra high profile and yes, round. Yes, and he knows them all. All of the ones. We've been shopping. We have shopped we together. We have shopped. There's so much that a good surgeon, side note, if you shop around your city 
and you are deciding to go with a surgeon based off expense and you're not picking the most expensive one, you're an idiot. Yeah. You don't, or don't. one with recommendations. Like I went to a surgeon that had done six of my girlfriends. So I had seen his work. I had felt his work. And I was very confident in how they looked and recovered to know that I was going to be fine. Yes. You don't want the bargain basement plastic no. surgeon. No. Stay away from that one. But a good plastic surgeon will be able to literally mold your new breast tissues, a tissue, not really tissue, implants, exactly how you want to look. Yeah, they carve out the, the pocket. Yeah. Make it. They sew things. They tuck things. So let's assume you pick out the right size and you're happy with that. This placing and the size of your areola oh. is massively important. <laughs> For me, as I sit in this office, I have a black white barn candle yep. on the desk. It has a top on it that would be the size of a coaster. There is no part for me oh, boy. that enjoys a coaster size areola. I know you can't help that. Yeah, I was just going to say like. You were born with that. Yeah. However, the plastic surgeon has the ability <laughs> to not have that be that size anymore. You can literally, you can get that circle brought down. Yeah. Go with a nice half dollar. <laughs> Compromise. We don't have to go quarters. We don't have to be ultra small. We certainly don't what, have to go dimes. What's your ideal? Half dollar, quarter, it, it dime, pro- nickel? I believe it should be p- proportional to the size of the, of the breast. Okay. I think that anytime, I don't care how big the boob would have to be to make a coaster look the right size, I'm out. <laughs> Not my thing. I think you get down to a quarter, in between a quarter and a, a half dollar size, I think that's probably right for most breast augmentations. All right. Me personally. Then you also have actual areola and nipple placement as it pertains to the boob itself. Right? Like to spend I'm fascinated right now. You're not though. We've had these conversations. I know. I'm fascinated for the listeners. Yeah, because you think you spend all this money, right? And you're so pumped like you've been researching, you've been saving. Maybe you came up with a credit program to get the boobs. I love you for it. But then you don't invest the extra 1500 bucks to make sure your nipples are dead center in the center of your chest and that your areolas are not tucked in how they should be. At that point, it's just like an upsell. Like, don't cheap out on the last part. <laughs> it's going to bite you the And the salesman the ass comes through. Well, yeah, but all this stuff matters. Yeah. Right? Oh, and, yeah. And also be prepared. Every woman that I have ever known, that I had known prior to bri- having breast implants, then either during or after breast implants, has all said the same thing after about 18 months. What is that thing, Lindsay? I wish I'd gone bigger. It's the craziest thing. Yep. As you go into surgery, you're so concerned about looking too big, mm-hmm. too top-heavy, too awkward. Want, yeah. I don't want to look like a porn star. I don't all these things, right? I've heard, I've heard almost all of it. I don't want them to look fake. I don't want them to look and so you you know, get them. completely unnatural. And in the first three to five months, they're super high. It's like you have oh. a shelf. Like They're up high. Like They don't fall down. They're big. They're still I swollen. I had barely one finger between the top of my breast and my um, clavicle. Outstanding to me. <laughs> I mean, I could barely fit a finger. They hit my chin. I'm in it to win it. I would like it to be like that all the time. That's my jam. Like I'm good with it. But that's going to be the first probably two to four months, realistically. I, I yeah. sold it a little long with three to five. But then over time, your body adapts. It adopts them as hopefully part of your actual internal ecosystem. Yes. The swelling goes down, and they finally start to find their resting place. Yeah, they settle in. Settle in a little bit. At that moment, you start looking like, Hmm. Then they don't look as freakishly big anymore. When, when you come out of surgery, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't go any bigger because you have minimal breast tissue and you've shoved this implant in. And then all of a sudden you have huge breasts and you're like, because they're swollen and they're high and they're tight and your body is still trying to like adjust. You're like, oh, my gosh, what the, what the hell did I do? I, maybe I should have gone smaller. And then by six months, they've settled and, you know, they're. They, they move and feel like normal breasts. They don't feel like big, fake boobs anymore. Yeah, and so you're super happy during that time period because yeah. you finally get to have what you always thought you wanted because yeah. they finally fallen down and, you know, arrange themselves in their final resting location. They're there. You're jostling them around. You're getting them jostled around. Life is good. <laughs> Another six months pass, and you're like, man, where, where'd they go? Because you got used to them in the first six months of being big and high and hard and tight and all right. these things. Then like, all right, cool, they're in their resting place. I'm good now. And then you realize like, 
Now I still want the bigger ones that I originally had because I got used to them. It's like the best upsell in the world from plastic surgeons. Yeah, right. Like I'd love to know the statistics on reordering of breast implants. I've had two or three of my friends that have gone back and gone bigger. Of course. Mm-hmm. Within the first five years. Yeah. Yep. yep. So I personally believe a 75 to 100 cc swing is probably what you should do. So I say that if you're if you if you're looking at a table, we've been there. There's mounds of these like little biodomes of boobs <laughs> on the table, just like all over the place. And you pick which one you want, and you pick the one that you think looks right on the table. And I think most women, if they're not familiar with this, are probably grabbing like 300s, maybe 325s. Yep. Nice, safe, comfortable. You feel good about it. And you see the three, or you see the 450 or the 500, and you're like, man, those are gigantic. And Don't. then my husband goes, where's the 600 table? <laughs> <laughs> and you see that, and like, man, who would actually do those? And the doctor's laughing a little bit. He goes, you'd be surprised. He doesn't want to talk poorly about anybody. Consider going towards, if you're at that 350 range. Go can, to the 400s. Consider yeah. the, yeah, probably 425. Or, you know, if that, depending on what you get, you can overfill some. You can do some different stuff that way. It's amazing how much you know about it, breast uh, implants. But he's been through I'm, this I'm with artist. several people. I'm, I'm, I like to. I'm a. I'm a connoisseur of boob art. Oh, it's so silly. I like what I like, right? I'm not a butt guy. No, you're, you're never going to hear me ask you to get butt implants. Nope, you are not a butt guy. Don't care. We all have our things. I don't even That's know how true. we took this hard right, but I'm glad. I we mean, did. it's serious. We talked about all kinds of things on this episode. Now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think some of the taboos that exist, like. If you're going to get breast implants, own it. Like you work hard for it, right? Like either you or your husband or somebody in your life had to work hard to afford a five to $10,000 elective surgery. Yeah. I don't know why you'd run from that and hide it. No. You're doing it if you're doing it to feel better about part of your life. You're even just doing it because you want a, a fun toy for you and your husband. Yeah. No, I did. I did so I can feel more like myself. Like there's so much about when you become a mother, like you don't identify with anymore that I, the last thing I had put my whole body back together but I couldn't do anything about my breast size. Like that was never going to change. I stopped breastfeeding and they just went away. And I'm thinking, oh, I can't change that unless I surgically augment that. And I've put everything else back together about my body and I'm finally starting to feel like myself. I'm going to get implants. And it was for nobody other than me. Yeah, and the second go around, the one that's going to happen in the next three to five months with (laughs) me, is solely for your and I's entertainment. Yeah, well, we've talked about this before. Like, if we're going to do this baby thing, we're going to have to do the baby thing at the beginning of the year, and then I'll get implants after baby. Baby's out. It's titty time. Titty's out. Jesus, did you really just say that? Yeah, they're cheaper. (laughs) (laughs) They are way cheaper than babies. Way cheaper. Way cheaper than babies. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Lord, have mercy. Look at that. You're laughing so so hard. Your vein on your forehead's popping out. I love Uh, it. So on that note, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm gonna wrap it up that if you got a if you got a guy that you think is your best friend, he's lying, he's trying to sleep with you, or he's gay. Yeah, well. If you are insecure with your breast size, go to a bunch of different doctors, find probably the mid to most expensive one. Make sure you mapped out everything. Get your nipple placement right, get your size right, get your profile right, get your areola right. I would say message me with questions because I have implants and I have breasts, but Ryan seems like much more of the expert on this than I am. You can certainly message but me. But please don't message my husband about oh. your breasts. I'm an open book. Oh, man. I'm not going to ask. That is just any- inviting creeps. No, it's not. Creeps. Not the way this works. <laughs> I'm not. So I'll, I'll say this. I work with female clients, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm incredibly loyal and committed to your and I's relationship. I'm never oh, going to ask yes. to see a female's chest or say something inappropriate. If you want some actual insight on racks, I will type it up and I will email you everything I just said. <laughs> so you can say. Send me the booby PDF. And I got Kurt over here laughing because now he gets to design it because he's a graphic <laughs> designer as well. We're, 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 I'll itemize everything I just said and gladly share it with you. Is that a fair? That, is that you're the one that brought it up? I was never going to offer that, but you said you were going down the path of messaging my husband. We're just going to cut out about, messages. <laughs> oh, oh, all of a sudden. She's I mean, ne- do you want do you want men messaging me about penis size? No, but can I get one of those? Can, oh. I, get, can I get an upgrade? No, you don't need an upgrade. I'll take an upgrade. Every man, that's the other thing. Women, I don't care. I don't care how big your man is. I don't care how big the biggest man is you've been with. If you ask him if he could add another inch to his dick. That's insane. And another inch around, every man's saying 100% of the time, yes. Uh. 100%. No man has enough. (laughs) That's so stupid. (laughs) Look at where we took this. Look at this episode. This is insanity. 
Kennedy, I apologize to my parents because they're going <laughs> to. Don't talk about inappropriate things on air, Lindsay. So many people hear that and then we're embarrassed. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think this is inappropriate. I don't either. I mean, I'm a 36 year old adult woman that's married with a child. So, you know. Yeah, we're not talking. I mean, I don't think to me this is not taboo because it's not taboo to me. Like speaking about breast augmentations and taking care of your body and the humor that's associated with the fact of if I could get my genitalia to be bigger. Oh, babe. I would do it. I'm down. And men, you know, I don't have a bunch of chicks that are friends, so I can say men shouldn't be friends with women. I don't know if I have any. Like we talked about this last time. Even when we were in New York, and I stopped and saw Kelly Waples, who's like my very like oldest old friend. friend, like third grade, lived across the street. But I'm not. Calling but I'm her, also friends with her. Yeah, I'm not calling her up once a week, once a month, or once a year and saying like, "Hey, how are you and the family?" Yeah, fair. How are things going? I don't really have those friends. I get it. So if you eliminate the girls. If you eliminate the people from your life that aren't really trying to sleep with you. You probably don't have any male friends left. <laughs> get a rack if you're looking for one. <laughs> Men, if you want your wife or your girlfriend to have a rack, go ahead and buy her one. Been there too. Yeah, for sure. Whatever. Well, yeah, not mine. Not, not yet. Not yet. Damn, we got to go there. <laughs> that's why you've been through it with so many girlfriends that that's why you know. It's true. That's, that's a, so much about it. It's fact. There's some fact there. That's there right. is some fact there. We all have a history, don't we? I like it. No, you don't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> At the end of the day, we're just all trying to get shit done. 